you've got to hold yourself accountable to keep to continue doing that. And, and this is going to happen all while, you know, getting at least four days of resistance based training done, probably two days of endurance work. And uh, don't get Lyme disease. Yeah, and don't get Lyme disease because that can put your test in the fast. Welcome to the Garage Shrink Podcast. But before we get to that, you can find more episodes of our podcast on the Garage Strength Podcast YouTube channel. We have exclusive episodes that you can't get on our live stream available here where we're live streaming on the Garage Strength main channel. And you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and give us five stars. Please give us those sweet five stars. It really does help grow the show. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Peak Strength. Peak Strength is our strength training app that provides easy access freak training. You can download Peak Strength at peakstrength.app, the Google Play Store, or the Apple iOS Store, where you can get five free workouts in a matter of seven days. And during those seven days, you can cancel at any time. But at some point, you've got to begin that journey to attain that peak strength. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dane, how's it going today? That's a nice jersey you got there. You like that? Yep. <laughs> Everyone on the Discord knows I posted Go Denver. Okay. Bits ago. That was it. I don't think anyone else really cares, but there's like nine hundred people on Discord that you guys should be joining. Yeah. Gotta represent champions though. Elite athleticism. Same. Same. Yeah. Always gotta represent those champs. Yeah. I just got my Jokic one on. Yeah. Champ. Yeah. Being silly. I'm just very happy they won. That's good. I'm happy. I'm happy you're happy. Yeah, that's all. I'm always happy when you're happy. Earl. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate <laughs> that. Should we tell everyone what we're going to talk about today? I think we're supposed to. I think you're supposed to like try oh, to. Should I wait a little bit and like? Okay, I'll hold off. Go around uh, and like set it up, and then everybody finds out what we're talking about. All right. Should I start with the imagine then? Too? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Let's, right, do let's, do let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. I'm going to read this, everyone. So those of you watching live and you see me reading, don't make fun of me. Well, you can actually comment about how silly I look while I read. You get home from work or school and you get to thinking, I really want larger muscles and I want to have greater strength. <laughs> you want your bones to become more dense. You want them to strengthen as well. You have this crazy thought that synthesizing a certain hormone from cholesterol within your body can do the trick. What is that hormone you may say? Well, it's testosterone. Prescribed for all two little testers out there by their corporate physician, especially men over the age of 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, uh, while you were while you were describing that, I was immediately imagining like flashback. It's OK, let's let's go flashback. April 1999. OK, I. It's a was, very specific date. Yeah, I was in eighth grade, and my dad had said, you know, I was I was lifting, you know, f- for the most part, I was lifting in seventh grade, eighth grade. April 1999, my dad gets me a membership uh, to Body Works. Okay, so he gets me this membership. Is Body Works like a national chain, a local no, it's chain, a, it or was just a, it was like here? A lo- yeah, local meathead chain. They had deadlift areas, they had squat areas, all bo- bodybuilding too. Mainly bodybuilding and, and powerlifting. And so he gets me this and he says, okay, you can get it, but it's only two miles from my house. You got to ride the bike up 
to go work out. You know, it's like a 15 minute bike ride. Uh, and then he would give me five bucks and I could go to Surefine, which was right next door, which is a grocery store. And I could get whatever I wanted from Surefine. But this is, you know, end of eighth grade going into ninth grade. I knew I was going to try and play uh, varsity football. And I rode up there. How big were you then? Did you grow into your body? Yeah, I was like, like were you, your height? Yeah, I was like 150 pounds, 5'8". Oh, you were still kind of thin then. Yeah, like, I was thinner, get... yeah. I didn't get... Th- I, it took me about a year, but this is where it was like that that period. You know, I, I had said to my dad, I was like, I, rem- I remember this period very vividly because I went from benching like 165 to then hitting 185 to tr- for a triple. And then he told me, he's like, if you get 205 for a triple you'll bench 225 and that age is like it was huge it was like i'm going all in and i would go up there and just lift constantly for like two hours straight i'd go to surefine i'd buy a donut and strawberry chocolate or strawberry milk (laughs) and then i'd ride my bike back home but at that point it started to blow up and i remember him saying like well you're you're now you're in the middle of puberty like you're it's going to be a lot easier for you to make these gains but you got to establish your work ethic because eventually it's going to go from this to this and yeah you'll plateau yeah and i think that the interesting part when you were talking about it is it the hormone in in my opinion sort of plays this role of like one it it actually motivates you to 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 do work and to to be excited about what you're going to do and then it also backdoors you with when you're doing something like strength strength based training it's like it's so fun because you just have that carrot dangling in front of you like, oh, you could bench 225. Oh, you could do 250. Oh, you could bench 275. Yeah, this is going to get you there. Yeah, yeah. Put in the work. Have some strawberry milk. Why strawberry milk and not chocolate milk? Like, what? Uh, That's like, a, so my, my grandma always had these metal tins of Nesquik uh, strawberry milk. And it was like, like, that's like my first memory of her house in Philadelphia. We would go to her house in Philly and if we got to sleep over there, Every morning we would have, you know, you would dig out the nest quick and there'd be a little bit of rust around the, uh, the top of the metal container. It was an old metal nest quick containers. And you, sometimes the strawberry powder would get really hard because it'd be super humid in her house. Yeah. But it was just like a early, <laughs> early Does thing. Any company like give you metal tins anymore. Everything has to be plastic at this point. I would think so. I'm yeah. trying to think who's like, hey, we're going to spend that extra cost. It like, uh, I don't, I doesn't don't exist, so, right? Yeah. No, it was always, I mean, with the Nesquik, it was the metal tins. And then she, I, later on, she got Ovaltine, but the, I don't even, Ovaltine had strawberry for a little bit, but then I don't know if they, if they ever, I think they just went all chocolate. Like, now. I remember going to buy milk at like the one local farmer yeah. with my mom. And get it in like a glass. Glass, yep. And it's like you can still see that, but it's not often. So in West, in Reading here, there's one service that still does that, and it's mainly like to the restaurants that they do it. Okay. Yeah, but it's you know metal tins. You're not really seeing much of. Yeah. It's too. But, that would be like super bougie now if you it did would something be. like right. Yeah, it would be. Man. But that's my. That was my visual. Was strawberry. Milk equals big bench press equals Dane in eighth grade of 1999. And all that testosterone being released. And just starting to, to roll. And also yeah. not having any control of my anger or or uh, ability to... Your emotional intelligence was kind of <laughs> lacking. Well, I was just thinking about this. There was an Ames up there. I would, I would lift. What this, is Ames? Is it like a... Ames is like a... 
So there was originally James Way, and it's like a, um, it's a corner store. Like no, nah, it's like thing. a deli. It was it was sort of like Walmart, like a smaller version of Walmart, but Except it was without like the billion dollar family. Who, yeah, way yeah, yeah, way way smaller. And it was James Way, and they went out of business. I want to say at this because Walmart came in probably. No, oh, Ames went out of business because of Walmart. There we go. But. The full circle here is that there was a girl who worked at the Ames. So I would lift and try to get this huge pump. I'd go, I'd go eat a donut. So the moral of the story is to children. lift weights to impress a girl. Yeah. And then I would go right. to the Ames. And I, like looking back on it, it's so funny because I'm like, I would ride my bike from Surefine. Two you trying Ames. to get her to ride on your back seat or something no, she, like that? Like I don't even... I. I think she was. She might have been like a year older than me, but I would always just go in and talk to her for like an hour after I'd get this big pump going. And it's like, it was such a you know. Looking back now, like the late nineties, it's like that's like I was probably listening to like. Did you think she was flirting with you? I don't know what I thought, dude. I was I was probably thinking like if I talked to her, she would like me. I didn't understand like flirting or anything like okay. that. I was just curious. Probably blessed. And like I had my, I probably had my Walkman. I literally probably did have a Walkman. I would listen to like when I walked in today and you left that awful fart (laughs) and you had your headphones on with the Bluetooth speaker. That's what you, that's exactly what you looked like talking to back in 1999. Yeah. 100%. Eighth grade Dane. Pearl Jam just released one of their big banger albums. And I'm 99. What were that? Was that like, was that the album with like yellow lead better on? I don't even know. Vitalogy, I think, was like ninety eight or ninety seven. All right, we'll just say it was Vitalogy. Yeah. I'm not a Pearl Jam's a good band, but yeah, I'm I was, not. Yeah, same. I wasn't like a super, super diehard, fan. but same here. All right, we're talking about testosterone today. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, Dane's talking about eighth grade. Like, <laughs> it was a good story though. I'll give you props on that. And you got a second story in there too with the, the <laughs> strawberry nest quick grandma's house oh dude i still love strawberry strawberry milk for me is it's partially the sweetness but also you just think about it's the association with grandma dude that you can't beat it so we want to talk about natural ways to boost your testosterone because there's surely synthetic ways that i feel like just about anyone could do if they wanted to do like oh now for sure yeah like yeah you can go get a script right and yeah yeah you can get a script i mean there's you can get you could get it is so easy to get drugs right now oh, wow the internet you ever see like those like is there this is silly maybe this is like some made up film we could do at some point that uh there's like a black market or like what's that drug place where you could go buy like all the psychedelics and stuff on the internet does anyone remember that can you do that with like testosterone too yeah oh you can all right we won't say it then jason Put the I don't know the psychedelic on one. I don't know that you could do that, but I know like I've seen like a CNN, not CNN, like NBC, like did like a 2020 on like all. Oh, let's was scare. That, was that before the 2020 where they had me talking about the Liver King or a, the 2020? It was after. way before this. <laughs> okay, way before this, and they were like talking about oh, the, like you know, one of those like scare manufacturing type things. Like this is coming to your like neighborhood. Reefer so, madness. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, like clearly. Yeah. But if I did, oh, it came to me. <laughs> I won't say it. it. Like it's just one of those like dark web internet like yeah, parlance yeah, yeah. type things. Anyway, you got to use crypto there. C- 
So is that where you go? Or could you like legit like go to a pharmacist and be no, through you a doctor? You would have to go through a doctor and then you'd have to get your tests checked. And then they have to look at basically, I mean, as far as I know, there's like a pretty standard graph uh, that was actually created by a guy named Dr. Eugene Shippen that sort of shows like where your free test is with your total test relative to your estradiol relative to a couple other markers and then also what's happening with slow down real quick what is estradiol that's like estrogen okay it's just a different way of saying it or it's yeah it's like the it's the actual that the actual test i think is is actually labeled like a estradiol or e2 okay i didn't know that yeah i'm learning but it, you have to get properly prescribed like you can't just go in and now what decides though like hey i want to get this what happens if you're someone who like runs high on tests and you're low for you but you're higher that's why it's important to have baselines yeah baselines done actually using my discus thrower as an example um they did a baseline test for him his test was two and a half times the normal person's testosterone level he had surgery for getting a testicle removed to make sure now they know where his baseline is for future tests. And they've got five years worth of blood work on them at least to show like this is a consistent baseline. Now, if this plummets, there's there's something going on with his with his health, you know, related to his his cancer. Wow. That's that makes me think about other things that I don't think we need to talk about like how that plays into sports then like I guess then you can naturally biologically genetically even be predisposed to be better at strength and fitness sports well I guess that's already been known yeah but there's also a lot of people who will have lower test levels relative Mm -hmm. like relative to a, a high test person but uh for their total test but if they have a a better like free test score like so let's say they score like a 450 on a total test versus somebody who's scoring like a 1400. There's some, there's a, there's still going to be some people that have that lower test, but they still perform well because what's the difference between the total test and the free test? The free test, my understanding is basically how well your body like utilizes it and synthesizes. The All right. Actual. So that could be like, I have really good. My lungs are really strong, right? My endurance is really good. Yeah. But I f- struggle to deliver Localize. the, yeah. The oxygen to the yes. muscle. Yes. So I don't use it that well. It doesn't matter how much oxygen's in there. I can't like mm-hmm. it gets all like Yeah. Got it. All right. So even if my test is low, if I can use it better, I may outperform someone who has a ton of it just sitting there and but, have no delivery mechanism, if you will. Yeah, but you still need to know what their operating they, system needs to Yeah, and, and step know up. that baseline for recovery and motivation, how you feel cognitively. All right. I read on the internet, Dane, that um, when your test is low, deficiency, right? That's what deficiency means. Like, yeah. it's, it's not up to snuff. Um, in adult men, so like Us. your dad. Well, you're not an adult. You're a child. I, you <laughs> were farting out there, and it smelled so bad. Dude, my favorite thing about farting is farting next to Seneca, and I'll get up, and it'll be like five minutes later, and she'll be like, she's like, Dad. Your fart's still on the couch. <laughs> like it's like it's a person sitting there. Oh I'm like, oh, that's that's okay, Seneca. Don't marry a guy like me. There's a good story in there about a sentient fart. Yeah. <laughs> and it just like lounges. Yeah. <laughs> it just sits there like a loaf. And it's just like, all right, who's gonna 
whose nostrils am I invading next? <laughs> yeah. Just going to hang out here. Yeah, that's a crazy. And then a, like the fart goes for a walk every now and then. <laughs> now, does the fart have testosterone is a question. I don't know. Does it? <laughs> nah, Do you expect? No. Well, it's like you get the way you lose fat is through breathing, right? Oh, that's true. Uh, like, uh, and at least you can get dehydrated too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what happens if we fart and we lose tests? No one's done a study on that, I bet. That's true. We don't know. Who's going to do it? Well, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, So, internet told me, deficiency, reduce body and facial hair. All right, we both got that check. We're good. Not my head, but my... Yeah, I'm going a little too, but I've been here for like ever. Where else? Loss of muscle mass. Can I speak about something? This is you the, can speak about whatever you want. This is the first one we've done since the coaches summit. Yeah. I had a f- one comment to me that made me laugh hysterically in a positive way. Was it Kevin? Yes. <laughs> it was. He said to me, he goes, you're a lot bigger in person than you look oh, in the podcast. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. And I started laughing and I go, I, I got to talk to Jason. He's the one who has me on the phone. I'm like, yeah. It's just what it is. Try to make you look bigger. Yeah. Well, I think it hurts that I'm next to someone who's so much bigger than me. Because I, (laughs) I'm so jacked, and you're just pathetic. I'm. I don't know if pathetic's the word, (laughs) but it's like I will say this at home. I'd be like, I don't know how strong I am because I think I'm really weak. Because everyone I know who lifts weights is actually really, really strong, and I just know how I compare to them is like I'm a nobody. Right. Right. And then, like, you go and train with, like, maybe three people are just starting. You're like, oh, maybe I'm not so awful. But Yeah. Anyway, that was my aside about uh, loss of muscle mass. Well, I think that, I mean, from my understanding, and I have a pretty big interest in this, and one of my best friends is obsessed with stuff around testosterone, uh, mainly because he suffered from Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid issue, which also crushes your testosterone. So it just die bombs yeah and so he was he wrestled like a phenomenal wrestler from the time we were like five years old all the way up till getting out of high school and he always cut weight really really hard and then by the time he's like 20 21 years old he had no energy and was like would go to the gym and he'd be sore for like three or four days and he knew something he knew something was up um because he was always he always ate pretty well and then he ended up just by chance, the doctor was like, yo, we let's do a, f- a full panel. That's when they figured out that he had Hashimoto's. And then he started to read more about um, low tests and stuff like that. Uh, and I think that, that that's like the, you know, there's there's even more information. Actually, this morning, Jason and I filmed the whole video on uh, muscular architecture and uh, lower levels of testosterone leading to less muscle mass, which in turn leads to um, a substantial decrease on your life expectancy. Like the lo- less muscle that you have, the l- the likelihood of you dying earlier drastically increases. How about that? So that's like a, hey, everyone start lifting weights right now to live longer. Exa- exactly, it's a little that's bit like, of fat on a youth, right? You know, athletic fitness. Check it out. Yeah, Garage exactly. Strength, Peak strength app. <laughs> Easy access freak training. So Ooh, that's I, a good one. Yeah, I th- I think that the the loss of muscle mass is also very similar. It's, it's, we have to remember too, that if you do have something like, let's say you have low tests, you're going to have lower motivation. You're probably not sleeping well. And then you don't want to work out because you have low motivation and you're not sleeping well. So therefore you lose muscle mass. So it's like this, it's a negative feedback. Yeah, exactly. 
So it's like then then if you can figure out like, all right, well, maybe we don't have a, an established circadian rhythm. Maybe we need to go outside earlier. One of the easiest fixes, there's some research on if you supplement 60 to 90 milligrams of zinc pick, uh, your test can actually skyrocket pretty rapidly just because your estrogen will drop slightly and they sort of have like this undulating effect. Your sleep, if your sleep quality improves, um, if you have, if you have sunlight in the morning and you avoid electronics for an hour and a half before bedtime, that's going to help your sleep quality improve. And then in turn, your testosterone can go up. And so they, there's a lot of different studies around that. And then if you get better sleep, you get more energy, you have more energy. Now you can start to lift a little bit more and then you might boost positive feedback loop. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, then that also goes, and it, it's also going to go along with people who tend to prioritize how they sleep or prioritize how they feel they're they also prioritize what they're eating so you sort of have like two drastic sides of the of the equation that i like doctors in my opinion there's there's not that many doctors medical practitioners out there that try to like unite the two and bring you know this side over to this side in a positive manner yeah like no. what are your what are your consistent daily habits i don't know if that would do well for maybe writing a script or getting right. a health to bill a health insurance agency right. too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? You're going to come in, you're going to consult with me. And then we'll, well, the only thing I will say is that not with me, but if I was a doctor doing this, I will say there's a, uh, I want to say his name is Spencer Arnoldsky. Who's a, a pretty prominent medical doctor online that he does a very, very good job of breaking down like, why you should prioritize health practices and try to avoid like basically don't like especially as an older person try to avoid taking tests as long as you possibly can because there's so many little things that you can do along the way to try to prevent that from actually yeah because your test just goes down as you age like you can't fight that it's gonna happen right right you get older it's dropping yeah but most, most most of the time we're hearing though lifting weights helps keep it up yes lifting weights sleeping, sleeping. better eating better um i would say i also would even yeah well the zinc the zinc supplementation is also pretty well known um I, I, is there a timing thing with the zinc like should you take it before bed when you wake up during my, lunch does it matter my understanding is that it's typically better and i remember charles poliquin talking about this where he would say take zinc like let's say you took 30 milligrams at lunch and then 30 to 60 milligrams like an hour before bed and that's where um a lot of people will take zinc with magnesium prior to going to bed are there any foods that like have zinc that like boost this or just nutrition in general that will help with your test levels too like i mean I think people would argue saturated fats, but I think also that that's not necessarily 100% accurate based off of what I've saturated fats help or help, help, help with it to a point. If it's really, really low, um, I think there's, even if, if you could find like cruciferous vegetables that can help decrease estrogen, if your estrogen is really high, what? cruciferous so like broccoli cauliflower okay. making sure that they're cooked properly uh they'll also give you really good uh noxious gases yeah um, isn't that what you're blaming it on your cauliflower yeah. dane's like i'm going vegan i'm eating cauliflower I'm not going vegan. <laughs> um, my farts stink it's just like thanks yeah. dane um 
Yeah, I, I Vaughn had to leave the room. It was that bad. I know. He's he like, went, I'm done working. He went. He went downstairs. He was taking a at me. sick day because of this. <laughs> so bad. A sick day. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, I think I would err with like a decent amount of protein. Um, eating whole foods as well as you possibly can. Getting fiber. Getting you know fermented foods. Um making sure that you're eating a decent amount of vegetables and, and, you know, so my buddy freeze is a hardcore, like he loves fruit. Um, is this actually, the same buddy with, yeah, sorry. Okay. I probably shouldn't have said his name there, but, uh, I, I heard like freeze like from dragon ball Z, right? Yeah. Am I right, Jason? Yeah. Is it right there? He occasionally does watch the channel. So I sort of hope that he saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, I think, I think your daily life practices matters a lot too. Like how well are you handling stress? So how well do you manage a situation at work where, dude, I was thinking about this actually today when Jason sort of did a good job of challenging me during our storyboard meeting about the video on speed training. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I think you're trying to, to just pigeonhole me to do this. And I, w- I like got mad at first, and I was like, I'm not just trying to do that. But then I took a step back, and I was like, maybe I am just trying to do that. And in the past, dude, I would have raged right away. Not saying that, like... Don't tell to, me what I'm doing yeah, from an Trying to be like, screw standpoint. you, you big jerk. <laughs> but I think that as people age or they get more emotionally intelligent, I was still the emotional intelligence of where I was in April of 1999 up until a year ago. Uh, maybe more than that, but but I think that how you handle those situations. Yeah, it was like more happen. like May of 1999. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think all that stuff, like how you manage stress, how you sleep, what you're eating, you know, what type of screenplay or screen time that you're getting as well. At, at least the time of day will have some type of influence, and then fitness in like. Endurance-based training, resistance-based training, both have been shown to have a positive impact. So if you go out and run, your test levels will go up, essentially. If they're super low, or they'll hold steady. Yeah, I would say, I I would argue in the acute setting. So if I go out for a run, my recovery will see that will raise, and then it'll drop back down. And it's similar to if we do a resistance-based training session. Now, long-term, as you would gain muscle mass or as your body adapts to endurance-based training and realizes like that's part of your daily uh, your daily habit is you're gonna be going out and let's say you're Elliot Kipchoge, your body's gonna adapt to that and recognize for that to be sustainable, we have to have a little bit higher baseline testosterone. Okay. Now, Since I couldn't you- actually, I couldn't comment on what that, substantiation would be or the percentage increase yeah but it's you know a general like hey exercise is good for your test correct it's good for your health like we know all this yeah at least if you're listening you probably know this right i would hope so but the hardest thing the hardest thing i don't think is is necessarily listening and it's it's doing it on a regular basis right right it's like putting that into your schedule and being like i have to wake up early or not early but i have to get outside when I wake up, I should try to avoid caffeine for 60 minutes. I should try to do mobility work. I should try to prioritize how I'm feeling, how I'm managing my stress levels. So since we're live, this is a great time to challenge you. You need to come and do hot yoga with me one oh, of these yeah, days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And bring, 
Come with Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the problem I, I have is like like this Saturday I'm at home. And it, you know, I'm gonna be home this Saturday, but then I'm traveling for two yeah. weeks. I wanna there's two things I wanna do. Lincoln has his second football practice ever, so I wanna go watch that. <laughs> and then the second thing is I know I'm leaving early. Yeah. And I know Sam needs more attention in, in training right now because he's not throwing that well. So I told him that I would go throw with him on Saturday. So you don't have to do it this weekend, Dane. Don't feel that pressure. I know. I'm just saying that when I, 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 I'm good at like my weekends when I come home, I don't yeah. want to, I'm not going to, I'm trying to come up with an out to not do the hot yoga is what I'm trying to do. You're going to do it one of these days. Yeah, I'll do it eventually. And I'm going to laugh at you because I'm going to Hey, bet. yoga's not about judgment. You shouldn't be no, judging No, this is between me and you. It's not about <laughs> yoga. You will either, one, walk out of the room, Oof. which I will laugh so hard. Does, I go in the sauna four days a week. Will that help me? This is different. I ran six in a... Oh, I did my five-minute test today. I wanted to tell you. Not yet. Okay. And then, two, and this I know will happen. I won't judge you for this. You'll have to come out of pose and sit for a little bit. Oh yeah, that I mean I would do that in normal yoga. Like I, I've done yoga in the past where I'll get spasms just from holding a position. I'm not worried of I'm more concerned about your heart rate. <laughs> I'll be looking down. Honest to goodness. And I wanna I want you to tell me how high it gets. You know DJ had this heart rate thing beep at him that it got too high? Really? It was at like one eighty four. <laughs> what was he doing? He was running. How fast? Like an eight minute mile. Oh. <laughs> All right, tell me about your five minute test. Okay, so so we we got on I mean, and how this boosted your testosterone yeah, this, afterwards. I am certain that this test boosted my testosterone, and the reason being was I had I had already had this anticipation around it, and I knew I knew I would push well, mainly because Jason was videoing, and I knew that and I you had to beat me too. Well, Remember that I didn't beat you. But I did a good job. Oh, Listen, oh, I did. That's what happens I, when you're swole. I did 98.7 calories. It was wow. 2.2 2. 2 miles on the assault bike in five minutes. And, uh, dude, I was just, my legs were freaking torched. And I could feel like the last 25 seconds, I was getting, like, tight in my arms. Like did you I, try I to walk it. down steps? No, because I kept thinking about you saying how hard it was to walk down the steps. I did go over and almost keel over on the uh, on the dumbbell rack, like I was holding myself, and my arms were like shaking. Yeah, and I think that is an example of your body recognizes this crazy, crazy stressful situation, and then part of that re recovery process is an acute spike in testosterone for to handle that type of adaptation that you need to handle that bout in the future. I think relating this back to testosterone, a lot of people don't recognize or don't think about training is is a means to provide a defense. Like your body adapts through a defense mechanism so that it can handle that again in the future. And that's where testosterone, uh, IGF-1, all these hormones, estrogen, estrogen plays a major role in bone density. And so all those things play play an important factor and bone density is super important as you age yeah, right like yeah you don't want to be like slipping on the ice and and not being go, a, yeah, there goes a hip crushing. yep exactly you don't want that at all right or someone didn't like shovel their sidewalk and it's like i'm paying the price now actually i'm gonna i'm gonna relate this to a pretty uh 
a common thing right now. So so semi-glutides or uh, GLP-1s are very, are very, very uh, popular right now in the world of weight loss. So these like are, how do people like if I was I don't want to I don't want you to like promote anything, but like you would have to go, go to, to CVS to get. No, this you would have to get doctor. a prescription. OK, so. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Um, I want to say Wagovi is prescribed specifically for diabetes patients, but then Ozempic is sort of being used as a fat loss and ob ob uh, uh, diabetes. And then there's a third one that I that is escaping my mind. But what they're seeing with these GLP ones is people are losing a lot of weight because it's in they it they basically are not they don't, they don't want to eat a lot like it's it's just like a hormone replacement in a way that communicates with ghrelin and leptin and basically prevents you from wanting to continue to eat so they're decreasing their calories substantially but what's happening one of the negative side effects is that what what they're seeing is that bone density is dropping but the reason why bone density is dropping is not because of the glp1 inhibitor not because of the wagovi or the ozempic but actually because people are eating way less than they had been so they're in this severe caloric deficit they have less energy than they had before and they're not exercising while they're taking wagovi or ozempic and i believe that they're starting to even see a decline in testosterone levels however once their weight levels off once they get down to a healthy body weight because we're talking about a lot of people are going on these drugs that are 400 pounds and oh, they're wow. losing 150 100 180 pounds now they have to stay on the drugs long term to maintain it but once they get to like that stable weight and they start to resistance-based training then we're seeing that has a positive impact then on their recovery from the weight loss bone density starts to come back up and their testosterone will rise if someone like me took that you would get shredded all a right. lot of the bodybuilders, of course, are going on a lot of the, the semi Does that consider you a natural lifter then? It's not banned. Yeah, you could. I've actually made the argument that I think that's the one drug that that I think wrestlers should be taking it. It's not a it's not a banned substance. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think. Now, the only thing it's is only there's some federations that they don't allow injections because it is I, from what I've seen. They're all injection based. Got um, it. Yeah. But from my comprehension of it. It's perfectly legal. I know it's legal in weightlifting, but no one's, as far as I know, I don't know anyone who's used it for a weight loss or weight it. cutting. But they should be, they really. Should be on a fitness magazine. So you could be on a fitness magazine. I yeah. don't know. I got the pack. It doesn't look good when it flexes. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, you got to get that fixed. Eh. That's not I don't have to. Yeah. I could. Yeah. It'd just be all ego stuff. Like, look at me. Then yeah. I'd probably bench what I could jerk you know <laughs> and it'd be like oh you have a pretty strong bench instead of like a high school sophomore bench like. yeah. uh, but still i bet my bench is higher than most people, most people who bench yeah, yeah it's sure. like i don't have two functioning pecs yeah i actually i'm pretty sure i tore my left one in high school because i remember i pulled blood in my left bicep i'm like i wonder what I, why that's, that's happening insane. but it wasn't it's not did so you bad. ever do that with like a hamstring i Tore my right hamstring does it, playing flag football. Does it bruise? Oh, yeah. It was. So are you an easy bruiser? No. That's interesting. But it, I did it playing flag football. I slipped on mud, and my hamstring just went. 
I always uh, with with the bruising stuff. I, I've always been interested. In, my sister bruises really, really easily. Is she and, anemic? No. And my brother and I, like, dude, I could, I, I, I'll get black and blue. Yeah, but not like it takes a lot for me to get black and blue. And like my sisters, she can bruise very, very easily. And I've always wondered: is there some type of what's that response? You know, what is that? Yeah. What is that? that to me, that's like an immune response, probably. I would think. Now, that's how I know if someone's like, oh, I might have torn something. I'm like, did you pull blood yet? Yeah. Until I see the blood pull. like The only time I bruised was a quad. I had a quad issue like my freshman year of college from sprinting. Did you tear? Like, yeah. You sprained it? Or? It was bad. It was like I had to go in for like eight to ten weeks and get worked on it. Oh, uh, wow. On my quad. And it was like right down the middle where it bruised. It turned orange. Ooh. But it was never like. Not as bad as like a pec tear that I've seen on YouTube or no. Instagram. Mine I bet looked really gnarly if I didn't if I had my shirt off when I did it. Yeah, but me it's like if I hurt something I'm like I got to test to see everything I can and yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. right away. I couldn't even like jump rope. I couldn't. Uh, that's terrible. It was so bad. But that was years ago. I'm over it. Yeah, that's bad. Man, I was gonna say something silly to you. Oh, you brought up wrestling. Yeah. How about your boy? Burroughs losing. Dude, that's crazy. I, the thing is, is that talking about Jordan Burroughs versus Chance Marsteller, the cool part here is the Burroughs is, is getting older. He's in the twilight yeah, of his he's, career. He's 34. He's a goat. Like. Yeah, yeah. Now, the the great the great part of the story, and and from my understanding, I, I believe he – and he's been close to losing to Chance Marsteller in the past. Now, the cool part is that – Chance was the greatest high school wrestler ever to come out of Pennsylvania and then had a lot of drug issues, a lot of alcohol abuse, a lot of legal problems in his in his collegiate career, never won an NCAA title. I want to say All-American like twice, but he always had issues and then he sort of got himself together and now he's he's stuck in the in the with the sport and just continued to just plug away. And I want to say he's like 28 or 29. He's he's from uh, New Park, which is like uh, Kennerdale area. It's like uh, about an hour and a half from here. And now him making this team, everybody's like, yo, this is it's like a it's like a great comeback story. Yeah. You know, it's terrible because he beats Burroughs, who's an Olympic champion, a world seven or eight time world champion uh, or nine times. I believe it is actually now because um, he won. That's the other crazy part. He won worlds last year and just lost his spot this year. And that's what. A sport like wrestling, there's always someone coming at you. Every sport is yeah. like that. Every single sport, there's somebody always ready to replace you. It's, it's tough to be the best in the world at something. Yeah. When there's a billion people technically chasing coming at you. you. Yeah. yeah, literally. So I think that that's like the I, – I don't want to say it's, – it's not a passing of the guard, but it's, it's just nah. – it, it is to a point, but it is also neat to see someone like Marsteller have that, have that sort of comeback around All right. for him. Should we do overrated, underrated audience? Jason gave us the thumbs up from the audience. Taking it. You ready for this, Dane? I'm ready. Preacher bar curls. Overrated, underrated. Oh, jeez. This is a tough one. Preacher bar curls. You know what? I'm going to say, you know what? Um, this is going to be my answer. It's going to be a, It's going to be two-folded. All right. Preacher bar curls are overrated because they should be called Scott bar curl. But preacher sounds cooler because you're at a pulpit, so they named it the preacher bar, even though it should be the Scott curl. 
the Scott curl yeah, instead. From Larry Scott. Because he was the first bodybuilder who really, really started to use that bench. All right. And then they just changed the name. And he also, I actually think he might even still be alive. He's like 85 or 90. If anyone knows Larry Larry Scott. Yeah, yeah, if he's still kicking. Yeah. I'd be interested on that one. We Would we have him on the podcast? Oh, for my sure, God, that yeah. would be amazing. If anyone knows Larry Scott. Yeah, his contact info. Yeah, we will have him Hit on him here. up. We will love it. That'd be amazing, dude. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be really cool. Just talk about curls the whole time. How do you feel about the preacher or not being named after you? Like, oh, that'd be funny. That'd be that's funny. what I'm leading with, Larry, if you come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hammer curls. Oh, you know what's funny? I have another story here is that I oh. would <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm filled with Wow, that's gonna be great for the shorts. Jake's gonna love you there. The the hammer curl was my go to when I would go from body works to Surefine to Ames. <laughs> so it's underrated. I I would do hammer curls for like sets of thirty. And to me, there's no better bicep exercise to get your brachial radialis and that pump inside of your your bicep here in your long head. And just like, isn't that kind of a forearm exercise? It is. Yeah, it is. And it's definitely a forearm exercise. I just, I love hammer curls. All right. Underrated. Underrated. Last one. (laughs) Cheat curls. Oh, cheat curls are underrated too. I think cheat curls are underrated because of the eccentric that you can get. If you get a nice hip pop and then you go nice, slow, eccentric, and then back with a hip pop, slow, eccentric. Now I would, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do them all the time. And I would try and I would try to try to make it so that you would do like a cheat curl rest about 20 to 30 seconds and then do some crazy drop sets. Um, but also if you're looking to just increase the strength of your biceps, I would, you know, thinking about wrestling, uh, if, if or even ice hockey where we're having really strong biceps which by the way we should talk about how terrible the nhl combine results are and the fact that i want to make a nfl combine prep site and i'm Wait. looking at these oh. nhl combine results going like holy shit these people need to actually learn how to freaking train uh but anyway going back to the biceps the slow like a slower eccentric from a cheat curl is a really really great way to increase biceps so anyone who tells you your form's bad just tell them you're doing a cheat curl yeah and you're trying to, you're purposely trying to overload it. And that's the be, goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's like the, that's like an over, an overarching rule of thumb for anyone out there. Like you do a little bit of a swing, even let's say like a, like a shoulder raise. It's okay to do that. It's also okay to do it very, very slightly. It's also okay to do it with perfect technique. Yeah. Each thing is going to get a different response. I used to love curling and I'm a, cheat curl all day every day (laughs) like i don't care in any way like if i need another rep i will you're busting it out yeah like even from the first one i'm like this will just get me four more reps at the end yeah i'm gonna get more volume i have more weight i look stronger and someone (laughs) will say something to me and i'll just be like look at my biceps (laughs) and it's not like my arms are huge but like it's respectable yeah yeah. like you're doing it wrong i'm like yeah well I keep doing it wrong. Keep getting results. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. No, I think that I think it's I think it's definitely like a that miss one of those fitness misconceptions. All right, we got sure. an either or here. Okay, Dane. okay, either or. All right, this one's a deep cut. Ooh. Well, it's not really that deep, but it's deep enough. Victor Vaughn, the vaudeville villain. Oh my gosh. Or Victor is... Vaughn, the venomous villain. 
I, I don't know if I would be able to go that deep. Oh my goodness. You, with, I mean, I would, I would have to. I'm exposing you to all your t-shirt fans right well, now. I would have to go back and listen very explicitly to those tracks and try to really digest which one I would like. Which album is better? I have no idea how I could respond. Oh to my that. goodness! Not a real fan. Oh my! Oh uh, yeah, let them have it. No, you know Chat, what? Chat, let them have it. You know what I wanted to bring up? I didn't realize this. So, at the coaches summit, I learned that MF Doom is like a Reddit famous and TikTok famous uh, artist. Like he blew up apparently on TikTok like three or four years ago. Really? And there's there's like a massive following on Reddit and on TikTok. So because and that are also into I know Long. about MF Doom because of my brother. Okay. And my brother was a frequent I don't know if he posted, but he read it all the time and I would read it here and there on the OK Player forum. Okay. Which was like the Roots yeah, yeah, yeah. website. Yeah. And that's where I would read like Aaron Magruder's like Boondocks type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And almost all my like the Audis, like hip hop, right. came from that forum. Like people would recommend, and I usually yeah, my brother would, would tell just, me about it, and I'd listen to it. All my early hip hop was coming from uh, there was like a file sharing channel called Soulseek, and you could just you could share like I could share okay. files with you across the world and be like, "Yo, check out these guys." And so that's how I got most of my stuff, well, and that's when I got into. Since that you didn't answer, I will answer. Yeah, well, and this is probably the unpopular one. I'm a Victor Vaughn. The venomous villain. Okay, I was just gonna say over the vaudeville yeah. villain. That's just. So what I'll do on the drive home tonight is I'll I'll listen a little bit and then I'll I'll put you gotta listen commentary. to both both albums. Yeah, I personally like venomous because it's shorter and I believe that's the one with bloody chain in it. Okay, which is like it's just a really cool narrative. Did thing. you see the picture I posted of my son Keenan with his like tape on his face? No, and I uh, I'm off. I'm off. Okay, yeah, you don't use social media. I only use them for professional purposes at this point. So I said to Caitlin, I'm like, oh, he looks like Metal Face. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, she looks like, he, he looks like, like literally his, his mask that he made looked like, like the cover of one of my shirts. Nice. And she was like, well, he did say something about like one of your shirts, but then he also said that's a ninja shirt. I was like, oh, well, still. It could be a ninja yeah. shirt. Yeah, like, it could be. Like Shredder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a ninja. Do we want to talk more about testosterone, or do we want to go right to the audience questions? I, I, I would say for Dane, like, uh, what would you just say to be, you know, your simple recommendations that you give for someone who wants to boost their testosterone naturally? I mean, one, I think the most important part is is check is actually getting your blood work done. I actually just had a conversation with one of the guys downstairs. Is like. A lot of people will come in and they'll say they're tired or they're sick and they're not getting healthy and they just want something you know to to figure out what's going on. But to me, the most important thing is get your blood work done and then when you make a lifestyle change. Uh, so let's say you 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 start to wake up consistently and you get your son right. That's going to be a really important um, way to trigger better sleep later on. Uh, then you you go through the the day and you you try to deal with handling your stress a little bit better. If you have less uh, stress hormones released throughout the day, that might have a positive impact on your testosterone. Uh, and then if you clean up your eating as well, if you decrease your BMI or be, have a better body composition, 
that's going to lead to a, a, a typically that's going to be a higher level of testosterone. And then uh, probably the fastest thing I would say also would be the, the zinc supplementation. But you can do those things and do them for like, I would say, six to 12 weeks and then go back you know, to Quest or to LabCorp and get the blood work done again and see if it's had a positive impact. And if it has, you've got to hold yourself accountable to keep to continue doing that. And, and this is going to happen all while, you know, getting at least four days of resistance based training done, probably two days of endurance work and uh, don't get Lyme disease. Yeah. And don't get Lyme disease because that can put your test in the shitter fast. I would say the I mean, I know Hashimoto's can can ruin um, testosterone levels very, very quickly. Um, Lyme disease for me was what slaughtered me where I had a test. My lowest test, I want to say, was like 219. Um, I've also seen uh, athletes that have gotten uh, staph infections oh. will see a massive drop off in testosterone. Um, anything that's any, anything that could be an infection or a massive, um, uh, massive autoimmune response, those two things. So like lupus, um, I mean, even, even from my understanding, people who have grown up with asthma are also going to be potentially predisposed to lower levels, uh, because they've had autoimmune so issues in the past. So it's just like being aware of that stuff. And Lyme, to me, Lyme actually is an infection that, that can be masked as an autoimmune. Can you get rid of Lyme? Or does that... Like, I, th I think you can, yeah. Like uh, some people will say you can't. Like, it's dormant in your body. But I, I think, like, the symptoms you can get rid of. Okay. I was just yeah. curious about that. I, don't, I yeah. don't have it that I know of. I don't think I do. Yeah. But the one, the one uh, CrossFit female who withdrew... Oh, she got it? I don't know. If she, I think she had it when she was younger. I didn't read much on it and i don't know if that's why she withdrew but she works with matt frazier and was like kind of real young and is really good like looking yeah. like t is not there like looking like she could go in and do it and pulled out before the semis but i'm pretty sure there's stuff she has has had or she's Lyme dealing with symptoms up. yeah yeah, yeah that's I, that's I pretty common I don't know the whole story. There's a lot of people that I know in the Lyme community that will get it and then it'll come back like later at another time or they'll have another bite and then it makes it even worse. Um, I mean, my both of my older two boys have had it where they can't even walk, where their their knees have swollen up so much. Um, I mean, that's like my right elbow, I think is I actually genuinely believe is related to my Lyme because it all happened within like the same like two year time frame. So I don't know. You were just doing that to, so you didn't have to press. So I didn't far. have to lock out. Yeah, you <laughs> wanted to be king bro. I wanted to. I wanted to have minimal lockout. It's your king bro elbow. Yeah. A permanently bent arm. <laughs> yeah, this is what everyone wants. Yeah, when they live. Yeah, this, that is true. Okay, so we got some audience questions here. Um, this one's from Christopher Harold. Uh, he's a master's power lifter. He loves the channel. Is there an exercise modality that helps increase testosterone? Uh, more, i.e., max effort versus dynamic effort versus plyometrics. Ooh, I would argue. I I would, I would argue that would be related to some type of mechanical tension. And the reason why I'm arguing that is because there is a rise in uh, endurance-based athletes with their testosterone, um, and so because of the mechanical tension that you 
take on when you go on a run. That's why these dudes have such dense bones and women. Um, I would I would believe it would be related to that in some sense. So I I don't know if if it would be worthwhile to say. I mean, it'd be an interesting study. But for for Chris's response, I think it's like if he's a power lifter, maybe one day of lifting heavier, um, and then those two those two dynamic days and then put in like a plyometric day, I think he would be fine. You know, I think cover all your bases. I, I think it's like, like with us with peak strength, we set it up so that you have two, two heavy days. You got an athlete day. You've got a dynamic day on impulse day. And then you've got your hypertrophy. So it's like you, you do sort of cover all your bases there. Yeah. I'm curious. The endurance and like lifting weights both make a boost. It's yeah. like, what works better, the three rep or a 20 rep, like where are you going to get the, yeah, and where, where do you, you see it happen? And where are you at? Yeah, where are you at in that time of year? Yeah, for your training. Okay, so this next one is from Alex Pais. Um, he is in his early thirties. He's just getting into Olympic weightlifting. Um, he did have some sessions with a one-on-one coach, but is now moving into uh, training by himself. Do you have any tips for personal coaching as a beginner? Personal coaching as a beginner, I think the best tips would be. One, watch a lot of technique videos. Two, join our Discord because you can post your technical videos inside of our Discord. Three, make sure that every time that you're training that you have a purpose um, for what type of uh, technical execution you want to to get done. Like make sure that there's that, like you have a blueprint of what do I want my technique to look like from the floor to the knee, from below the knee to above the knee, from above the knee to the hip. What does that technical pattern pattern look like and know what that would be, work towards that consistently. But then, you know, joining the Discord channel, you can post those videos in there, and we'll comment on your technical on your technical form. One thing too, as like someone who trained remotely here, and not having like instant feedback, like you'd have to take a video, post it, and like it's just the nature of training remotely. You don't yeah. get instant feedback. Um, one of the things I would do is you would oftentimes name movements after like really talented lifters yeah so i would go and watch them lift like you just find videos and watch them and then another thing i did and this was from your recommendation i would just watch like a sessions of like yeah and just get and just watch good lifters lift yeah how how are they how are they moving yeah and watch quo yeah all day okay uh we got one more question before i get into that uh Chris actually just commented back and he said, Hey, I just recently, uh, he, he, he thanks you. Uh, and he said, he just recently switched the garage strength, five day parabolic periodization programming. And he's, is getting in that athlete work now as well. So he really does. Oh, like that's that. great. Good work, Chris. Yeah. Getting explosive. Athlete day is awesome. And, uh, this next question is from PT null. Uh, do you have any thoughts on taking colostrum? Oh, I don't No. My thought, I don't think colostrum works. I do not, I don't think so. I I know, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, his uh, avocado. Uh, oh, Nicado Avocado? No, his last, his, his last name is, oh my gosh. Why can I not think of this dude's name? But they, they have a, dude, I'm actually on their email list because I like to read their emails. And they sell powdered, colostrum and i i do not believe it's worth the the money i i don't i don't think so now i think human beings you know when a child is first born 
and the mother starts to breastfeed immediately, the first two days, the baby gets colostrum. And it's, by all accounts, very, very minerally. I've had goat colostrum before, but I don't think it's like something that you need to be taking. No or, camel colostrum? I've never had camel colostrum, no. I, I don't think that it's worth the, the money that they're selling that stuff for. Okay, before we close out, I just got one more question that came in that's pretty good. Um, this is from Rodrigo Carrasco. Hey, guys, what do you suggest for dealing with wrist and shoulder injuries for athletes uh, in Olympic lifting? Ooh, that's Ooh, a good man. one. Uh, prayer stretch, sleeper stretch, uh, actual wrist work, like actual strength work in the wrist. I have uh, a question for you, too. Didn't Jordan have a real bad wrist injury, too? What did you do around programming? So with his too? snatch, we actually moved his grip in quite a bit to like a mid-grip or close-grip snatch. And then uh, it would bother him in the front rack when he would catch a clean, but if he took it off the rack, it didn't hurt as much. So it's like finding what what hurts and what doesn't. I think initially my answer would be if it hurts in certain lifts, don't do them. Modify them, especially like the snatch. You can move your grip in a little bit closer. That'll help. If it hurts when you front squat, do zombie squats. Um, but then focus on mobility and then with like the stretches I mentioned and then also doing some type of strength work like we'll use, we call these flappers, we'll use forearm roller, we'll use rotational work here and, and try and figure out what works the best for you. Usually forearms, really, really slow eccentrics will help quite a bit. So all the Zotman curls. Zotman curls would help, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's it, guys. All right. So thanks for tuning in to today's YouTube Live. Don't forget to head over to peakstrength.app to pick up easy access freak training the google play store or the apple ios store is another location where you can pick up peak strength and make sure to check out our garage strength podcast channel where you can listen to other podcasts all recorded here at our sweet studio in fleetwood pennsylvania until next time peace Later.